catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for tuning into the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. This is your host, Cody Mallory, on Twitter at RealCodyMallory. I am once again joined by Anthony Dittmar on Twitter, that is at AnthonyDittmar underscore, and Joe Farrow on Twitter, that is at the Joe Farrow. What's going on, guys? Good, bro. We uh, finally won. I mean, I don't mean finally. They won because I wasn't there. So the Nets are both up against the Pistons. Yeah, I mean, that was it was a gritty, tough game that we just watched. But like we've been saying, any young athletic team with a good point guard will give the Nets trouble. And that is exactly the definition of the Detroit Pistons. And they gave us trouble. So luckily we came out with the win, though. Yeah, man, I mean, everyone's like, oh, you barely beat the Pistons. But a side note from the Nets real quick, the Pistons, like they've been bad for a while. But they, uh, I think they have a bright future. I think Cade's going to be an absolute stud. Uh, Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, like they got some pieces. So if you're a Pistons fan, I don't know why you'd listen to this podcast, but if you are, you guys got a bright, bright future. So hang in there, maybe one more year, and then you guys should at least be a playoff team, I would imagine. Because, I mean, and they fit the recipe for what the Nets can't be or struggle to be, like Joe just said. Athletic, talented guard, young, athletic, come at you. Turn into, like, the 2016 Golden State Warriors in Barclays Center somehow, but... It doesn't everyone. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, bro. And I saw um, Isaiah Stewart knock two down. He was 2-2. Two two. I was like, God damn it. And then Bagley hit when I was like, yep, it's going to be one of them nights. Yeah. But, uh, oh, all that matters... That's got the win. Yeah. Yeah, that was a – that was – it was a long and hard-fought one. Like, it, like, there was – I think we didn't – we had the lead at 21 to 20, and then we didn't have the lead again until, like, 70 to six to 68 or whatever it was. And then, and then the Pistons got the lead again towards the end, but then at around the five-minute mark in the fourth – Kevin Durant and everybody else just really decided to turn it the hell up. And we re- rarely, like 
or barely escaped with a victory. Yeah. Before uh, we uh, early on when we were down twelve, like I know it was like nine for thirteen shooting from three, and that's to come down. But like it was just like everybody, I feel like shoots lights out of our play center. It's unreal on the visiting team. Like I was yeah, just another sure. Charlotte. I was gonna say except the Nets, everyone but the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> but um, before we go more in depth onto our takes on the game. We got a, another Ben Simmons update from Nash. Uh, shoot around before the game. Said that Ben Simmons still hasn't been able to do anything on the court and said he does not believe that he's had a second MRI on his back. Anthony, it's um, almost looking more like your prediction of that we're not seeing Ben Simmons this year. It's getting coming closer and closer to coming true, unfortunately. We're any like one of these like Friday news dumps, like with like a week left or not even like just saying like, yeah, not really going to come back this year. I think this is all PR at this point. Like they've lied to us all year about injuries. Like we saw what happened to Joe Harris. There's no clarity for like the whole year besides his announcement of being out for the season for the most part. Like everything we heard was like leaks from like Chris Haynes or like other like media outlets. And I just feel like because of the Harden trade, like they had to like kind of like save face a little bit with this injury. If it is announced right away, like it's not looking good, then it kind of like fans might get mad. They, they're, I guess, they're hoping that like making a strong run of the playoffs will kind of like mask that. That's what I think personally. Because, dude, there's like six games left. Like, he hasn't even like done individual workouts on the court. Like, how is he gonna come back? The freaking playing is what April 12th? It's, yeah, it's April 1st, like Friday. Like, that's we're like a little over two weeks out, and he hasn't done individual workouts. Like, a best, best case scenario. I don't think he even plays the play-ins is if he comes in like a rounds one series against like whoever we play in the first rounds. Right now it's very up in the air. But yeah, and I mean I feel pretty bad for uh for the Nets season ticket holders for this year. <laughs> because like I mean you gotta think like there was a long stretch where we didn't have KD. Kyrie hasn't been allowed to play at home until literally last game. James Harden was here for half the year, then got traded for a guy for like the big piece of that trade also hasn't played ever since. So like these guys, everybody bought tickets expecting a show all year long, like all the season ticket holders. And they really haven't gotten that. It's been a lot of mix and match all year. And like they, the people who are re-upping their season tickets next year better get a little bit of a discount. I'm telling you that much. Discount. Yeah. They, they raised prices on next year, Joe. They freaking shot them way up. I don't remember the percent, but they're up a very good amount for next season. Robbery. Unreal. Everyone's complaining about it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and if somebody keeps emailing me about buying season tickets, I'm not doing that shit ever. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I lived in the area, I'd probably snag them. But I, I'm, I, well, I got a story. When um, before Katie and Kyrie signed with the Nets, probably three months beforehand, so like towards the end of the season, before going to the off season. I was talking to my uncle, and I was like, you know, I really think KD and Kyrie are coming to Brooklyn. I was like, I just got this feeling. I don't know why. I was like, I've seen some rumors, but then you got Stephen A. Smith saying, like, no shot, et cetera. They're going to the Knicks. So I almost bought season tickets as an investment. I was like, you know, I'm going to buy these. They're, like, super cheap right now. I'll probably go to, like, three games and sell the rest. But, like, if they get KD and Kyrie, I'm going to make a shit ton of money. And then they got him, and I didn't buy the tickets, and I was so pissed. And then COVID hit, so the, season, the tickets didn't even matter. <laughs> you guess. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. So there's a little bit of give and take there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, my favorite part on the game tonight 
was Andre Drummond when the Pistons ran the hack of Drummond at the end of the game. He knocked four down in a row and he pointed and stared down his former team. <laughs> I had me dying. I absolutely dying. That was <laughs> that's how low, low and bad the game was. That was like my favorite point. Yeah, that was uh definitely because like there wasn't like as as good of a game and as tough of a game as it was. It just felt like a lot of BS happening Bruce Bra- until Bruce Brown just knocked down, like, six corner threes in a row. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then, like, KD and him just went back and forth, like, the entire fourth quarter. So, that was those were fun. But it was just, like, it was, like, there was a lot of sloppy basketball from the Nets tonight. Um, sure. There was one play in particular of, uh, believe it or not, James Johnson. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, getting minutes once again and just thinking he's Kyrie Irving dribbling around everybody and eventually losing the ball and getting into a jump ball. It was just, it, There was a lot of sloppy moments tonight. That one was pretty notable because you were watching it and wondering, like, why in the hell are we running point James Johnson once again? <laughs> I'm just like, that. it sickens me. It really, it really does. <laughs> The one yeah, man, I don't. Pissed me off. They took the little midi. So I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, all over the place. I don't know. I guess I, I guess Nash is getting really tight in his rotations because once again, I know Cody mentioned it last time. No Marcus Aldridge. No Blake Griffin. A little less talked about that. We didn't see any Cam Thomas again. Back to back games. I think he's really trying to get locked into his playoff rotations because, like, it's two games in a row. Like, I don't know. Who's to know, like, what he does in the last six games? Maybe, like, Aldridge comes in for certain matchups. I'd be less likely, I think, we see Blake or Cam, unless, like, guys go down. But it's just interesting. I'm not sure. I guess Claxton and Drummond is the ideal center rotation right now. What it's looking like, I would have to guess. I like the closing lineup, though, of Kyrie, KD, Draja, Curry, Drummond. I think it's a really good closing lineup. Yeah, that's really that's- – I agree, because that's – I mean, all season long, we were thinking that that would be the closing lineup, but – but um, well, not all season long, ever since we, the trade happened. And we envisioned that Patty Mills would not turn to absolute ass and that he would be in the spot of Goran Dragic. But Dragic has filled a really big role, and he deserves to be in that closing lineup, to be quite honest. His making too, is insane. Like, he has probably the best yeah. agent when he met on the team. I mean, Ben yeah. Simmons He's... on the team, but, you know. Yeah. He's that wear jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, Drogic is like the best true point guard on the Nets. He's really, I mean, Kyrie's obviously a point guard, but plus Ben Simmons, I guess. But Drogic is really like the true playmaking pass first, like true point guard the Nets have. Yeah. And I don't know, Kyrie tonight, like, I get he likes to play off the ball, but I don't know if you guys feel it the same way or I'm just bugging, but. I feel like he was incredibly passive, and he was kind of just jogging around, kind of going through the motions. And there were several possessions in that fourth quarter in the beginning when KD wasn't even on the floor. 
and Kyrie didn't touch the ball for like three or four straight possessions, and he's just standing over there in the corner. Like, go get the ball, bro. Like, you're Kyrie Irving. What are you doing? No, yeah, and that's what me and Anthony were saying when we were at the last game because it's just like they were like failing a lot about like getting Kyrie Irving the ball. Like, you know his adrenaline is at an all-time high right now. When we were, like, obviously not talking about tonight, uh, talking about the Hornets game. And we were sitting there in firsthand and just watching. Like, Kyrie Irving's just standing in the corner on half of these possessions and not even really getting him into a set and getting him the ball. It's like, it's it felt like Steve Nash right now has two different playbooks. Like, the non, like the Kyrie not available playbook and the Kyrie available playbook. And, like, he's even though Kyrie's available, it feels like he's still using the Kyrie not available playbook. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like – I don't know if Kyrie, like, wants to integrate, like, slowly back into it. Doesn't want to, like, step on anyone's feet. Or I don't know because he wasn't there, but, like, you're Kyrie Irving. Like, Yeah, like, he shouldn't be worried about no. stepping on anyone's feet. Like, you're, you're yeah. a however many time all-star. You hit the biggest shot in, like, NBA Finals history. Like, you're all NBA – 50, 40, 90, get the damn ball. You're, and, like, on top of it, you're the best ball handler in the history of basketball. Like, put the right. ball in his hands. Like, he can create I mean, with he took, almost anybody. He took 18 shots tonight, which is the second most on the team, but it didn't feel like it. Like, it didn't feel like he had any very big impact at all in the game. Like, he was 7 of 18, which obviously isn't great. He did knock down four threes. But I just feel like he was watching or he was just jogging on offense. And I don't know, it was frustrating to watch. I, I saw it against Charlotte as well. And yeah, and I, I mean, defensive, I defensively, he was getting blown by a lot the last two night, the last two games. So, I mean, I don't know. It's like it's definitely a big difference from like that heat game because like Kyrie yeah, was sure. locked in. Kyrie was locked in on both ends in that heat game. But it's just like the last two games – and obviously we're not going to pin any like struggles on Kyrie because it's more on offense and getting him involved. But on the defensive side of the ball, he definitely has looked like a little slow on defense the last two games. Hopefully like a little bit of a, uh... when do we play next Thursday or Saturday? Thursday. Thursday against Milwaukee. Thursday. God damn. Like we have four games in six days. Yeah. That's, that's rough. I mean, even though like this is like right now we're in a stretch where like our, are uh, we're playing like the lowest, the like easiest schedule? It's like the the days rest isn't helping them. <laughs> like it's still rough. Like you saw, like a young athletic team like the Pistons against like a guy a, a Nets team that's mostly filled with veterans. It's like regardless of how good your guys are, if if you don't have the legs underneath you, it's just like it's gonna be like what we saw tonight. It's gonna be a tough, tough game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the Nets were kind of, like, saving themselves because knowing they got Milwaukee, big game. I feel like even last season we saw this as well. The Nets kind of played down to their opponents, and then they turned it up last year in the playoffs. I think RJ said something uh, during the game when they kind of turned it up in that third quarter, and they were like, yeah, when you got, like, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on your team. And he was even talking about when he was on the Cavs with Kyrie and LeBron, and he was like, I'll do my 1%. LeBron and Kyrie, you can do the other 99%. And, like, we know we're never really out of a game or whatever. So RJ was kind of talking to it, and then he was like, then you turn it up in the playoffs. Like, that's what these players do. And we saw it last year, but, I mean, they won the game. That's all that matters. And I expect the intensity. They were getting beat to loose balls tonight, like, they got like five off the Pistons got like five offensive rebounds on one possession in the third quarter. 
And it wasn't like they were bigger than them. They were just getting balls that were on the floor. And the Nets were not. So I expect the intensity, the effort to really pick it up against the Bucks on Thursday. We saw it against Philly, and we saw it against Miami on Saturday. Um, the Bucks are in that same category. Out the next game against the Bucks, like we did tonight, and just really just compete with them. I mean, it shouldn't be an issue with Miami. I mean, it might help that they were able, they've been able to be home ever since uh, Sunday. Like, I mean, they got in late, like Sunday morning. At Kyrie said he didn't go to bed until like he didn't get into his bed until like six a.m. But from Sunday, and then I'm assuming they leave tomorrow, tomorrow night or afternoon, like getting a couple of days at home, maybe that'll help. But at the end of the day, it's like you re- you got to find a way to tough out this game, especially now that we took back possession of the, the eighth seed with um, the Nuggets beating the Hornets last night and us grabbing a win tonight against, um, against the Pistons. So that's huge for the Nets as a whole. So hopefully they're able to just tough out another win and and get a, a nice another little two days before our next game after that. They're home actually against yeah. Milwaukee, so that'd be big. For oh, them. are we home against Milwaukee? Oh, well, yes, yes so, sir. Oh, I thought we were on the road for some reason, but nope. yeah, like at, at at the end of the day, it's just like just stay home, get some rest. I would be shocked if we even practice tomorrow before. Like, if we even practice tomorrow, because these guys have got to be tired. Like, there's no way around it. Yeah, for sure. The, I know they didn't practice yesterday, so I would be surprised if they practice tomorrow. Yeah. And, I mean, they might get – they might just do a light light practice day of that Bucks game. But yeah. Just yeah, normal shoot-around shoot stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant was incredible. Like – uh, I have an honest, like a serious question. Um, so, say you take Kevin Durant off the Nets, and you put him on, no, just like a hypothetical. You put him <laughs> on like the worst teams in the NBA. Like if you put Kevin Durant on the Pistons, who have the tie for the worst record in the NBA, you think they're a championship contender? I'm not saying favorite, but contender. I have no clue. Uh, no, no, really. I'm just, they're not I don't a know, man. I think they're a contender. Like they're a playoff lock. With Kevin Durant, I don't think they're a contender, though. I'm, I just I think he's, I think he's so good that you can put him on any team and they have a chance. Yeah, I mean it's all it's all obviously it's all hypothetical, but you basically can you can probably put Kevin Durant on on twenty five out of thirty teams in the NBA and they're pro, they're a championship contender. Probably yeah, in this fair. type of football. It's crazy, like it's just it's so effortless for him, like. He had what 41, 41 tonight. Yep. And I know it was the Pistons. 41. He had eleven boards, five assists. He was 14 to 23, so super efficient. Four had six four from blocks three. Too, right? Yeah. Four, he, he had, had four, four blocks. blocks. Yeah. Four blocks. He was a plus eighteen. And it's just Jeez. like the one knock he had this month while well, he averaged like over 30 points a game. Shot like 50%. He was only shooting 34% from three. So to see him knock him down yeah. tonight was a good thing. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't expect him to struggle from shooting the ball for too long. But to see him yeah. kind of get into a rhythm tonight was nice. Um, Drummond was good again, in my opinion. That man's just a walking double-double. Like, you look up five minutes in the game, he already has seven rebounds somehow, like, every game. Yeah. <laughs> good. The guy's a beast. Drummond and... I, I don't know what more we could say about him. 
except like he just does all the dirty work and it's awesome. <laughs> like that's, that's basically all you can say guys like him and Bruce Brown. And they're just really carrying the load in terms of like being the scrappy guys on this team that we need, which is what we signed James Johnson to do, but that guy stinks. <laughs> just one quick thing on Drummond. Uh, last episode, I said like he had the Instagram story where he basically called someone like a clown or whatever for trying to run with the story. Today, he was asked by a Nets beat about that story and what he said about Claxton. And he said, would I love to be here? Absolutely. Can I control that right now? No. I can only control what's happening right now so we know that. Don't misuse my words. That's not fair to me, and that's not right. Uh-huh. So, I mean – I like I like I said before, uh, he's been a great fit, and I hope somehow that the Nets find a way to bring him back. Obviously, he definitely deserves more than the minimum. He's only 28, which is sneaky because I feel like he's been around forever. But yeah. that's that's the story to keep uh, an eye on. I mean, obviously, that's an off-season problem. We're more focused on the standings and winning basketball games right now. But just wanted to throw that out there. Um. The Seth Curry update, too. Um, they said he's most likely going to be playing in pain for the rest of the season. But when you watch him, it doesn't look like he's in too much pain. The guy is still just lights out from three. And he he just does a little bit of everything. Another guy, another guy that just stuffs the stat sheet all over the place for us. Three-level scorer, uh, fights on defense, um, but yeah, apparently he's. They think that he's going to be in pain for the rest of the season. And what did they say? They said they're going to try to manage his minutes. Yep. If you look, he only played thirty tonight. He only played twenty nine against the Hornets. He only played twenty two against the Heat. Granted, that was an absolute blowout. Yeah. So I mean, it looks like they're trying to keep him around thirty right now. It'll be interesting yeah. to see what he plays against the Bucks on Thursday because that's obviously a big game. Pretty much the only the last tough game on the net schedule is the Bucks, so it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how serious they are on limiting those minutes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like it's a situation where, um, where like we always say, like, oh, like a guy that's resting. Um, oh, if it's a playoff game, he would be playing through it. I think it's right. more just like they're gonna try to keep his minutes not at like say thirty five before the playoffs, and just hope that like he could rehab it throughout the rest of the regular season and really be just full go come playoff time. 100%. And just a note, like we saw a couple uh, almost scary plays tonight for the Nets. Um, Kevin Durant rolled his ankle driving to the basket. He walked it off. RJ was like, oh, that's one of the ones where it's going to hurt tomorrow. So, that's something to keep an eye on on the injury report. I think, I mean, he ended up playing the rest of the game tonight, so like he should be okay. But when you like get rid of that adrenaline, like you stop moving around, that could swell up. So that's something to keep an eye on. Seth Curry landed on someone's foot, so that's something to keep an eye on with his right ankle, which is the ankle that was good. And then Kyrie Irving took a knee to knee contact on a screen. So, I mean, those are three big players that hopefully don't end up on the injury report, even as questionable going to the game against Milwaukee, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, they asked yeah. after the game, so RJ was talking to me, said I'll be fine. I'm just chilling. It's no, no issue. 
So hopefully that's true. Like you said, you never know what could happen overnight and you sleep on it. But right. they're like three of our four best players, I'd say, or three of our three best players, depending on how you rank Curry and Drummond. Yeah. Scary, for sure. <laughs> Dom, do you want to give a little – can I give a little standings update real quick, Cody? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So after the games played today, there's only one game left, and that's like in the West, so there's no effect on the standings out here. On the Eastern Conference, uh, for the Nets, they're currently in the eight seed still. They are a game up on Charlotte. So it, I would say a game loosely because, like, if they end up tying, like, they don't have a tiebreaker anymore, so you'd at least have the game. Um, so they're a game up on Charlotte, game and a half up on Atlanta. Both are not in action tonight. They're two and a half behind Cleveland and three and a half behind Toronto for six. But the Bulls are only up. A half game on Toronto for five, so that can get a little interesting for five six. I don't think the Nets are looking out of the plan at this point, so I think we're going to stop having to watch Toronto scores, and they're like one loss away from not even worrying about Cleveland to be honest. But right now they're two and a half on Cleveland. I only said that's that can get interesting is because Cleveland has a very tough schedule to finish up the season. They have the Mavericks tomorrow, and they have the Hawks. I don't know who would root for in that scenario. I guess I don't really, honestly I don't know. I guess just whatever happens. And after that, we play them head-to-head, so keep in mind with that. They have the 76ers and the Bucks, and they have two easy games against the Knicks and the Magic. But, like, they have, like, of their six, seven games left, they have, like, five hard ones. So if the Nets can, like, stack yeah. up wins, they can technically catch Cleveland to get the home court in a 7-8 playing game. I know 7 versus 8 is not as important as, like, 8 versus 9 in terms of, like, the magnitude, but you'd always prefer to play the game at Barclays Center versus going on the road playing someone else's arena. So that's just something to like keep an eye on for the Nets, I guess. But you definitely want to steer clear of Charlotte and Atlanta, who are only a game and a game and a half behind them. So you can easily fall to 10. You're closer to 10, you are to 7. Yeah. Uh, just one thing to note, that the Nets do control their own destiny. Um, the, the Nets and the Hornets both have played 76 games. The Nets are up a full game. So to avoid that tiebreak situation, no matter what Charlotte does, if the Nets win out at worst, they will be the eighth seed. Yeah, they Charlotte cannot catch them unless Nets the Nets Milwaukee really Thursday. And then after Milwaukee, the Nets finish the season against Atlanta, Houston, Knicks, Cavs, Pacers. There's not a tough, tough game there. Like I know there's not like and we almost lost to Detroit today. So I'm not saying any of these teams are gimmies. But after Milwaukee, there's not a top top tier team you're playing. So they they should I want them to finish at least five and one personally. I'd be very confident. You finish the season. If you go five and one. The Nets currently are for, they'd be 45 and 37. It's not a bad, like, not a bad record considering everything that's happened this season. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll take, I'll take an over 500 record with the season we've had this year. All we'll day. Over it, so if we don't finish over 500, we'll be a little pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the- if they don't finish over 500, they're going to be sitting at that 10 seed. So. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I really don't want to be in the 9-10 playing game at all. It's like such a big yeah, game. Yeah, like we just – we have to get uh, at the 7 or the 8. That's really what we need. Yeah. It's like if I don't – like I would put the Nets up against anybody and be confident, but that's – the only thing is I I trust them to beat anybody. I don't trust them to win two go-home games in a row right now. It's scary, yeah. It's, I just don't – It want- really is. I just don't want to be in that situation whatsoever. Because, like, that, Bro, that's forget, when it gets scary. Forget the Nets. I don't know if my heart can handle that shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd rather go into one of them and then hopefully just win it and then be get into the dance. Oh, 
my like, god! Like, that's so, what I'm like, saying. Like, I'd rather go in, have the ability to lose a game, and then go into a winner go home game. Like, that's like it's just the sense of security more than anything. I think it's weird too because at the top of it's the way the East is constructed. It's like three different groups of teams. So you have the top yeah. teams like Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, and Philly are all within a game game and half each other. So that's constantly flipping. And like with the playing games, you don't know who's playing who. So we really have no clue. Of, I, I, those are probably one of the four teams we're playing. At least we know it's one of Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, or Philly if we get out of the play-in. Well, yeah, Anthony, like you were just saying, like Boston was the one seed yesterday, right? And now they're fourth. The three. <laughs> the three or four. Yeah, like so whatever they Philly. Philly. And then Chicago, hey. Toronto have their own little cluster with Cleveland's. They're all a game, a game and a half in front of each other, and five through seven is a big difference. And you have like the Nets nine through ten cluster. Like the Nets can crack the other cluster, but it's going to be tough, like we said. But it's like three different clusters, and you really have no clue how it's going to happen. There's a world where the, the Bulls can go into this play-in scenario against the Nets. They're only a game and a half up on the play in the Bulls. Yeah, like, yeah and we all know what Kulabusevic has done to the Nets, so I don't want to even deal with that. <laughs> let, alone DeMar, let alone DeMar and Zach and Lonzo and all them, but Vucevic is a certified Nets killer. I don't want to deal with that, especially in a play-in game. I think we all want wins <laughs> in the 7-8 matchup right now. I think that's what everyone is oh, yeah. looking for. Yeah, I think everybody wants Cleveland in the 7-8, and then it's just it, – and really it's just about, like, we'll, we'll take on Cleveland, and regardless of the result, then you just got to play who's in front of you. Like, that's, that's like really Toronto all that it is. Bobby? So, like, would you rather play Toronto or Chicago? Because Chicago, you have a Kyrie, but a better team. Toronto, Chicago. What? I'd rather, I'd rather play Chicago. Me too. That's scary. Going against the Rose and Livia and Vooch. Good Lord. Yeah, I know, but they they they've been on a on a very steep decline ever since like ever since they were holding that one seed for about like two weeks. They've been on a very very decline. They've been had guys in and out of the lineup, and and they've been just trying to get everybody back. Vucevic has hasn't looked the same this year. Like he's had his good moments, but he's definitely declined a little bit. Um, Caruso's been in and out. I believe Caruso, like his original injury, happened against us, right? No, he got hurt by the Grayson Allen. Oh, right, 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 right. But I think I think there was another like he there was a game where he left and didn't come back against us. I know yeah, that. That was like the injury, some other injury. That was earlier in the year, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was only the Bucks round one, honestly, for keeping it on. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I don't want to really see. <laughs> like oh, everybody else, like Miami, Boston, Philly, even. Just Milwaukee. Like, can we just avoid them? Like, it'd be cool if they got like the one seed or two seed. Like, we got like some side, sort of the bracket where like we don't see them to conference finals. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, this is always if this was updating you guys. If this was two years ago, we'd be living in a world where the Nets could just straight up miss the playoffs, like not even get a yeah. chance if they lose one game. Yeah, crazy. That is kind of crazy. And it's Speaking like, of, I don't really the think Lakers are 11. Play. Yeah, the <laughs> Lakers really think... tonight. They're in the, ele- they're in the 11 spot. When they made the play-in tournament, I don't think they thought that, like, LeBron, Kevin Durant, like, Kyrie, like, all these big-name players, they didn't – I don't think they expected it would the be play, The play-in tournament was designed to get Zion in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what it was. Like, because they just wanted Zion in the playoffs, and the West was stacked at the time. The Pelicans just didn't have enough. And they were like, oh, yeah, we could add a couple more seeds to really play in there. So, yeah, at least we can get Zion on one national televised playoff game. I remember they got Washington in the bubble, and they, like, had no, like, 
they had no reason to be in the bubble. They just had to invite them because they invited Zion. It was so funny. Yeah. And I mean, the, bu- the bubble, that whole situation was so wild. Just like, you'll see. Like the, the Suns got invited, went 8 and 0, and didn't make the playoffs. Like, that's so nuts. These last two weeks, the NBA season will be really nuts from a standing standpoint, especially. At- yeah. It's going to be wild to see how it plays out, honestly. Like, I have no idea how it's all going to fall. Yeah, man. The bottom of the West, holy crap, it's horrible. The Spurs are currently in the play-in tournament. They would be the 13th seed in the East. <laughs> That's Jeez. insane. They're yeah. 31 and 44, and they're the 10th seed. The Pelicans are 32 and 43, and they're the 9th seed. They have the same record as the Wizards, who are currently the 12th seed in the East. <laughs> God damn. That's that crazy, week- but I mean. Tell me that weak ass conference, LeBron still can't make the playoffs. Come on. <laughs> no. I mean, the, top, the, the top of the West is a lot better than the top of the East, but <laughs> yeah, like the top, top. Sure. But it's just crazy how how far the East has come, really. Like it's a, it's a lot of young guys, young teams in that seven through ten spot. Like we were to, even six with the Raptors. They're all young and like they're just gonna keep getting better. The yeah. East is the East is slowly becoming the better conference in my opinion it's definitely the deeper conference i could see like toronto beating any of the teams one through five like the nets and eight could see them i could see even see cleveland taking miami to seven like it's a very balanced conference in my opinion like you look at all these teams and they're all above 500 every single one of them in the top 10 imagine the nets get a play play scenario where they get miami round one then like toronto round two I want it. I want it to work out. That's the that's the one I want to work out where we don't see Toronto at all, uh, unless it'll be like a. Oh wait, I don't want with Toronto right because Kyrie, right? (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to do that. So like getting my like uh, Chicago or like something like that would be nice. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. What were you saying, Cody? Did you guys see what uh, Brian Windhorst said today about the Celtics in Toronto? I did see that. I did not. He basically hinted at the fact that the Celtics could be without some very key players against Toronto. None of them played last night. Tatum, Brown, and there was another guy that didn't play in Toronto. They weren't on the injury report the day before. And when asked, uh, they asked the Celtics front office if they would be missing any players in a playoff scenario against Toronto. Their response was no comment. So Brian Windhorst was very strongly hinting that the Celtics would be without players if they had to play in Toronto. Interesting. Which it's once again goes, which once again goes back to that competitive advantage where it's any team in Canada has a huge advantage over a United States team. Yeah, but we'll see how that plays out. That's that's wild. How has that been working with the NHL? Does anybody know or no? Like, I don't follow there's the obviously NHL, a lot. Neither do I. That's why I was just wondering. Like, there's so many, like, teams in Canada for the NHL, but there's also shit ton of teams in the U.S. Like, I wonder how that works travel-wise. Right. Unless, yeah. can, unless hockey, all the hockey players are just, like, they all just got the vaccine and nobody's heard about it. Because I haven't heard anything <laughs> about, like, certain, ho- like, big-time hockey players not being able to go to Canada. Yeah, I mean, the uh, reporter that works at the Brooklyn game that I kind of help out, 
Uh, he used to cover the Islanders for 10 years, so I'm sure he's got some hockey connections. I'll find out for our next episode. <laughs> nice, nice. I'll shoot him a text and find out what's going on in the hockey world. But... I know my Leafs are complaining about the fact that they play the Blue yeah. Jays in Toronto. Right. But, um, yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. I mean, there's still a couple weeks, week and, two and a half weeks, basically, until the playoffs, like the actual playoffs start. So, I mean, things can still change then. There was no hope for Kyrie in Brooklyn, and then, boom, two days later, he was cleared to play. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll see, we'll, wild, we'll wild see what times. happens. Anything else on the game tonight? Are we ready to move on to our picks against Milwaukee? I am very ready to move on. All right, Joe, get us started. I, unfortunately, am going to take a loss against Milwaukee. Me and Anthony are tied now. So, does that mean I still pick first? Or? Yeah, because you had the lead over him. So you gotta go right. for it. I'm taking a win. Okay. The Nets, the Nets get up for big opponents in the East. They've done it this last month and a half. I think they're gonna do it again on Thursday. The Brooklyn Nets will win the ball game. <laughs> win the ball game. Uh oh, Joe, <laughs> me and Anthony are about to make up a game on you. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Until Giannis I mean, comes in. So we're five out with six to go. So we need to like, go flawless. <laughs> So there's yeah against Joe the rest of the way. That's all we have to do. Like, yeah, if, you guys Joe can't wins, almost clinched. if Joe wins, he's 32. He's upset. Yeah. This can clinch Joe, actually. As first place. If the Nets lose, Joe wins the season. Then me and Cody are just playing for second and third. <laughs> That's crazy. Cody it pains me that the, the way you won was off a of Nets 3 and 17 stretch as well. Sorry. You've had a good Joe. Are we continuing this in the playoffs or are we just doing regular season? Oh, I, I didn't. Uh, I don't I know. I think I. Well, we don't know, we maybe... don't know how long. We don't know how long our playoff run is going to be. So that makes it. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, there yeah, is yeah. a real chance where there is no playoffs. <laughs> Like, I know. I, I saw some people saying on Twitter, like, the Nets are like, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the championship. I also wouldn't be surprised if they didn't even make it out of the playing tournament. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, that's like a perfect way that the Nets, like, that's a perfect way to describe the Nets season. It really is. They just take game by game at this point. That's all I'm doing. Oh. Kevin Durant said the best right. after the game. They said, like, what are they worried about seeding? What are they worried about? Because Grady asked them. He goes, man, I just want to get into the, the play in the playoffs, like, healthy. Like that's all, that's all I care about. Uh, that's such a good point. Like I literally, like, if anything, just get into this, this little run and healthy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. See what happens. Anything else we gotta talk about? We hit everything. We hit all. Hit- all right. Thank you for tuning into the Sports Ethos Next Podcast with Anthony, Joe, and Cody. The Nets survived the scare from the Detroit Pistons tonight. And we're going into a showcase game on national television against the Milwaukee Bucks on Thursday. Let's go Nets.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.